we we cannot argue about this anymore grace because we're why not why not and we can't do this on air because people are listening we can do whatever we want whatever there's no one listening oh there's 16 people listening (laughs) so let's let's do it so you're saying two plus two does not equal four i don't understand let's do the intro and we'll get into this and figure this out perfect i love it let's do it all right grace are you ready? Happy I'm Monday. Ready. Happy okay. Monday. Grace, we are halfway to 100 episodes, and I still feel like we are staying pretty witty. Let's keep that ball rolling on episode number 50. 50. I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right, business up front and party in the back. Together, we are The Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Are you the kind of runner who like doesn't read the instructions, like the race instructions? Like a pre-race email? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I never have. Uh, ah. Basically, <laughs> I feel like that's uh that's like spam mail. You just just discard that. <laughs> uh, okay. Why, what, what did you did you miss something in the instructions, or is that where you're getting at, or what? I you know I just had a feeling. I had a feeling you yeah. know Eric doesn't. You, you know, know the. If you want to get the the best experience out of any race or uh-huh. challenge or things like that, uh-huh. you kind of you kind of got to go in it with with an empty head and just learn as you go type of thing. You know, oh. who cares about the course markings and the safety of others and all that? You right. really just you really got to take it all in step for step and mm-hmm. uh, you know come through it on the other side. Maybe lost, maybe dead, maybe you won. I don't know, but like that. Yeah, it really. Who knows? Who knows if you even raced? Yeah, or was it was it a race? I don't know. Are we ever racing? Really? I mean, is like we exist? Yeah. Are we here? I don't know. We're there. I don't know. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Wow, this is intense. I, I we've never had a, a start to a show where I've been so lost in what we're even talking about. Yeah, it's really we, good stuff. Uh huh. Wow. So you had you had a big weekend, I guess. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah. I had a really big weekend. You did amazing things. Yeah. Right? Yep. Finished a hundred K. Yeah. I Better. did. Go, go Which we'll talk about. We'll talk about, we'll get yeah. into it. I have to create a diagram for you. So I'm going to work on that. And we have, um, I don't want to get into it too much because we do have a, a guest on tonight. Okay. Ask me about my weekend real quick though. Cause you, I <gasps> how was like your weekend? I don't feel like you cared much this time. Right. Episode 50 and you're not even going to ask me about my weekend. I had a good weekend. I did Mount Tom trail challenge, which is a free mm-hmm. race up here and you big steep climb loopy mm-hmm. loop 2.4 miles and you do as many mm-hmm. as you want in 2.4 hours. Super fun. Yeah. There were so many, and this is why I love Strava. I love Strava because I saw so many people with all the um, Mount Tom, there were a, a lot of fun people there. I was super jealous. I wish I could have been there. I saw the comments. I saw the accomplishments. And um, 
it's been on my bucket list. And maybe now that I've finished the duck, I can come next year. I don't yeah, know. I'll probably, probably volunteer for the duck though. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. You're always welcome up there. Everybody's asking where you were at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we, there's record numbers this year. There's over 100 people came out. I mean, mm -hmm. it was pretty amazing weather for the middle of February. So that probably had something to do with it. But it's always good to see more and more people come out for in the middle of winter to uh, get out and get some fresh air and exercise or something like that, you know? Sure. How many loops did you do? I did two on purpose because my rib is still killing me. And the the booby shaking of running uh -huh. like this. Do you see that? Yeah. I do um, see that. Yeah. You take that in right there. It's a um, lot of shaking. Yeah. So that I feel like all I'm doing every time I try to run is uh -huh. irritating it and things aren't good right now with me. I'm okay. I'm okay, but I'm That's just good. trying to be smart. So yeah, I did two. Okay. Lauren did three. Becky did four. Mm -hmm. Craziness. Cross country kids destroyed themselves. I'm sure they're can't even walk today, which is amazing. Yeah. I think Nicole... Was it Nicole Werner who did, did she do six or was she at Tammany? She might've no, been she at Tammany. Tammany. Nobody does six at Mount Tom. That's pretty much impossible. John Johnson won with five. Yeah. After, after you get the five, five loops are possible from there. It's like, how fast mm -hmm. can you do five? But you can't really right. fit in six in two hours. It's just not, yeah. not a thing. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. So anyway, let's I'm, get into the show. Nobody cares about my Mount Tom experience. Yeah, I don't. No, I know. I do. <laughs> No, <laughs> um, we have a, we have a busy show. I mean, you're gonna yap on a while about your busy weekend, but right. first, but first, we want to bring on a a athlete who ran 100 miles last week, Jason Tanner, and he ran the the Rocky Raccoon down in mm. Texas. Um, that is a hundred miler, five 20 mile loops. 1,250 gain per loop, which puts you right around 6,250 feet of gain total. So it's a very fast uh, hundred as far as trail runs go. And I'll talk, we'll talk to him about what kind of trail it was. I'm not really even sure, but he wore a idiot runner shirt the whole time. And he, and that's all that matters. He posted it on Facebook. He's a supporter of us, of the idiot runner group. And yeah. that got him a free ticket here. So Jason, yeah. welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. How are you feeling after that hundred? Anyway, are you fully recovered? Are you still? Are there any issues? No, I'm. I'm almost fully recovered. I still have some numbness in my toes and some stiffness in the hamstrings. But any black and blue toenails? No, I. I don't blister. I don't lose toenails. Um, very fortunate with that. I mean, I have very sensitive feet. And my fiance picks on me because I can't even walk outside my bare feet, but um, I'm pretty solid when it comes to the racing. And that was a wet foot race the whole time. So, mm -hmm. just what, what shoes did you wear for the race? I wear topos, um, okay. the mountain fours. So and they got pretty, pretty decent grip, but they drain well. It didn't matter for drainage when you're in the water the whole time. Yep. Uh, now this is was this your first time running Rocky Raccoon? I mean, this is a, a race that attracts a really great crowd. It, it is, but yeah, it was my first time. Actually, last year was my first year of ultra running. I just started running, Ooh. so yeah, I I would have known about it, but I ran a hundred in uh, Memphis in November last year, and mm -hmm. 
some of the participants in that and the race director invited me to go off to this race when I was the last time I ended up there. Yeah, I mean, this is one that a lot of people put onto their bucket list. So I was curious if it was a bucket list item for you, but it sounds like you just kind of fell into a really great race pretty early on. So lucky for you, you got some good recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I came from some good people. I mean, I said <clears throat> this uh, the 100 mile I ran in Memphis last November, that was an inaugural race. So, um, oh, okay. Both the Mamba 100 and James Bowler, the race director, he put on a heck of a show, and I think it's going to be big down the road. So maybe that'll be on your bucket list at some time. Yeah. But, uh, and it was a it was a flat course, you know. It probably had total like 4,000 feet, very runnable. Mm -hmm. um, and my goal, even though it was my first hundred, my <laughs> I had a pretty hefty goal of 17 hours for myself, and I was feeling really good. I was I was under that. I was running like a 9:30 pace at 65 miles, and I had a little tendon mishap in my right leg, and it slowed me down quite a bit. So I didn't I didn't make that goal, but um, they I think that was you know one of the big reasons why I was interested in going to Rocky Raccoon because it was similar. So I back there and avenge that time. And you ended up seventh overall at Rocky, right? Yes. Yep. So where were you holding throughout most of the race? Well, yeah, I started, um, I was, I think I was running, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh there for that first loop. And then, um, I, I'm, I don't stop. I, I have a hard time stopping at aid stations and mm -hmm. you know, I'll hit the aid stations, refill my water bottles, throw some food down my gullet real fast and just move on. I, I, I don't know why I can't just sit down for two minutes. I know it doesn't cost much, but I won't do it. So I come around for that first loop. Um, I had really no reason to stop. So I just went out through the main, you know, where everybody's got their camp set and that's really what jumped me up into the second place just because most of them had stopped to clean out their shoes. So I ran in second right. till about 40, 50 miles in. And then I think the guys with more experience knew based on the conditions that we weren't <laughs> going to be able, that we weren't gonna be able to maintain that pace. You know, I was still trying to run this sub 17 pace. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, running like a 930 average and, after about 50 miles, just the mud and the conditions started really cold on the feet and just, you know, started slowing down and realizing I can't, can't hold on to this pace. So, yeah. It was, was, it, was it muddy from previous rain or did it rain on you the whole race? Oh, no. So they, they had gotten 14 inches of rain the oh. week prior to the race, right? So it's relatively flat and everything fills up and, floods and runs off and I guess they had a ton of damage and the state park did a great job of cleaning up and trying to repair what they could and getting trees and all that stuff off the trail but <clears throat> just a very rooty trail from you know southern yellow pine the roots are shallow so so it is a very runnable course if it's not destroyed but the those heavy rains really just wash gullies down the trails there's even main sections of the trail like leading out of the main area where there was blacktop on the trail for a quarter mile the blacktop was gone it just wow. it totally annihilated the place so 
Um, and then the night before the race, we had a pretty heavy storm come through, dropped like two inches of rain, and just filled everything right back up again. So nice. you were literally from the start running in mud and knee deep water and sand and your shoes, and it was conditions I, <laughs> I wasn't anticipating, that's for sure. So what makes this race stand out as far as like what sells it? <clears throat> I mean, you've done races up here in PA and you have some comparisons as far as aid station, food and things like that goes and the party atmosphere and things like that. Um, seems like it's pretty well run, but what, what are your opinions on it? Yeah, well, it's definitely well run. Um, the pictures just came out today, so they had a ton of photographers there. So I'm excited to scroll through all those pictures and see if there's anything good in there. But um, aid station food's always a big topic, right? And I tell you, <laughs> um, the the aid stations were run. I mean, there was there were Mexican women running these aid stations, and the quesadillas, avocado quesadillas, are now my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, yeah, the aid station food was definitely different than any experience around here. The only problem is that you know down south is Coke products, and I need a Pepsi when I'm late in a race. I gotta yep. have a Pepsi. Huh? Pepsi now. You're the same, Grace. You want you need Pepsi, not Coke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely Pepsi over Coke. And now, Eric, I don't know. You, do you know the history of Rocky Raccoon? No, you know but I feel like you might tell me. Well, uh, just from your <laughs> so, like this race has been around for a long time, and I I just double checked online because I was like, man, this one's I know it's been around a long time, at least twenty five years, and yeah, this would have been I think the thirty first year. Nice. So in the world of hundreds, yeah, um, that. I mean, this is on the older side of hundreds. It's been around for a long time and just in comparison. Um, so historic race to Western States qualifier um, mm -hmm. attracts a really fast crowd because it is a fast yep. course. Um, so I just want to emphasize that really quick for anybody out on the East Coast who might not know anything about this race. Um, it's one that's talked about more often on the bigger stage. Um, especially going into um, Western states, it can be a good tune-up race because um, it's, uh, you know, similar in its fastness. But yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really big race. So to place that high at that race is just a really, really great job, which you said that you started, like, we need to back on, we need to back up this train. Like, beep, it needs to, beep. thank you. Oh, yeah. So, how in the world did you just start doing hundreds ultras last year and you already did that well in Rocky Record? What is, did you come from another planet or where is your fitness coming from? I, I, I want, it's not just yeah. Pepsi. I No, I, it's not just Pepsi. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand. And I, I, I'm really kicking myself that I didn't start some ultra running earlier in my life. You know, I, I ran track in high school and that was it. Okay. Uh, well, that's more than I ever did. How old are you, Jason? I'm 48. Oh, you're older. You you look pretty good for 48. Not gonna Thanks, lie. Buddy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel the same way. I'm I'm only 43, but I I always kick myself for not starting earlier. But yeah. on the flip side, like your mindset might not have been there earlier. So it's, right. it's all relative, in my opinion. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. that's what makes the difference. Is um, it is mindset, you know, especially for these longer ones. And I think the, my life experiences, and we won't get into all that, but, you know, it prepared me for that mental battle of these 100-mile races. And I'm looking forward to the two and 300s out west, you know, in the coming years. Nice. Um, yeah. 
You can get some advice from Eric on those. Not much. Uh, right, right. <laughs> he's, he's got a little bit of advice. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so, no, I, you know, I, what, right, 2022, I guess it would have been the fall of 22. I started running again, like in August, and um, I ran a lo local five miler and, you know, some other idiots, you know, like Joe and Josh Woodford, Leroy Cop. I'm sure you probably recognize some of those names, you know. Gary Lampman, those guys are in the area, you know, and and uh, they're like, hey, come run the trails with us, you know. So I went and did a little 12 mile Cooks Forest race, and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. So then I just started signing signing up for ultras last year, and you know, I did Eagleton, that was my first one, and ended up with a third place finish there. And then you know, we talked about um, the Glacier Ridge 50 miler, pulled off a win there, and. Did Ironstone? That was this is still the best race I've done so far, as nice. far as the views and the technicality mm -hmm. of it, just unbelievable. And and um, Raymond Stolzfuss, I'm sure you know his name, right? He's third at Eastern States last year. He's he and I were battling for the win on that race. So I just I don't know. There's something about it. So then I went down to Memphis and ran that hundred miler down there, and mm -hmm. ended up getting the, the victory in that one. So, and in Baker 50 miler to yeah. win at that one. Yeah, the Baker as well. So, I mean, I, I got spoiled last year running five races, winning three of them, and the second and the third. And, but it's, it's, uh, it is a mental challenge for me. I love the physical pain and I love to just find out what I can do. I love it. And everybody loves a story like that. Like, hey, when I hit 48, maybe I can win every race that I enter too. It's not going to yeah. happen for me, but not that's okay. Me. But <laughs> I, I love it. I I, I love that. Um, I don't know. You, you give us all hope that we can just jump into something and, and accomplish it. Um, and then Marisa, she had some really great, great questions about Rocky Raccoon in particular. Um, and I believe this one is five, it's five 20 mile loops, right? Yeah. Correct. Or one 20 mile loop that you do five times, right? right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, no, Go ahead. The, like, the, the first lap I ran right through the second lap, I stopped and I found a water spigot so I could pop my shoes off and rinse the sand out of my shoes and out of my socks because it hurt so bad. The sand was just like lumping up under your soles. So. And then the next two stops, my fiance was there and, you know, peeled my, I, wear, I love to wear toe socks. And when they're wet, you can't put them back on, right? So mm -hmm. she was, she was like Jesus washing my feet. She pulled my toe socks off and she's washing the sand off of my feet and drying them off and covering them in baby powder so I can get a new fresh pair of dry socks on and dry shoes that last for a half a mile. Yep. And then you're right back in the muck, but. That was the worst part about it being looped. And there was actually one out and back that was a couple miles long and it was like red clay. So you have 600 some people out and back on this five times, right? It turned into a mess. It grabbed you uphill and you couldn't even go, but you're just sliding. You're spinning your wheels trying to get uphill and then you couldn't run it downhill because you'd be on your butt. It was, uh, I forgot the last half of it because I had to go someplace <laughs> dark. <laughs> he shut, out, he shut out the pain, and I don't even remember the second half of it, the last 30, 40 miles anyway. Oh, you yeah. found the pain cave. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, and then are you going to go back? Are you going to go back to Rocky? Um, I, it's not, I'm not considering right now. Like mm -hmm. if you would have asked me a, a week ago, I would have said, hell no. <laughs> not doing that again. But I would love to experience it in normal conditions and see. Mm. I still want to get this. I'm never going to be satisfied until I do this sub 17. Right. So you talked yeah. about how fast it was, right? The, the record is like a 1244 at this course. Yeah. But every year there's somebody in the 13, upper 13s, you know, and then one or two in the 14 hour range. And, and I knew a 17 hour would put me close to the top 10. Well, the winner was 1657 this year. That's how much it slowed the course down. Yeah. So I was happy with the 1942, whatever it was. You know, it was three hours off of what I wanted. And it seemed like everybody else was three hours off. So yeah. I, I think I would like to experience it again. It's a, it's a nice course. So. Um, the more the more important question that Marisa asked though is where where was the best place you ate when you were down there? Did oh, you know, it's amazing for Texas food. Um, I forgot. I, I can't remember this potato shack. It's called the Potato Shack, and it is in Huntsville. Um, that's where the race is. You know, about an hour north of Houston. But the Potato Shack, and everything is just a huge baked potato. But there's like. 30 different versions of these baked potatoes. Um, I don't Sounds know. You name, it. you name it. It's a, just covered in other foods and meat. It's not a baked potato. It's just like the plate. It's a baked potato. But yeah. And it's literally a shack. But it's awesome food. So you're going to be there. Try it out. Nice. That's great. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Just, just another question real quick. Since we got them mm -hmm. coming in, we better get them on the air. Was it much of an adjustment going from PA just for the race? As far as was the air drier or anything like that? Obviously, you weren't elevation or anything. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, you know, going from our 2000 down to three or 400, you know, you don't notice that. But um, it was really hard to tell, Justin, because of the, the conditions we were starting in. You know, it was, it was still storming when we started, so it was really humid. Um, it, the sun came out for like two hours in the afternoon and I couldn't wait for it to go away because it was so humid. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, if if I didn't know better, I wouldn't have really known that I was in that. Um, right. right. Uh, we'll have to, I mean, are you, are you definitely going to head back out West? I mean, you said two hundreds out there. Yeah. So I, I love hearing the East Coast versus West Coast uh, comparison. So I can't wait to hear if you right. go out West again and um, see how different their races are or not different. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm really looking forward to the views, you know, it's, although the views of Ironstone are amazing, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that race is set up so just perfect so that you're seeing the sunset and at the right time, you know, on the right place of the Mid-State Trail. But yeah, I'm really anxious to get out west and, and still just, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I need to, I need to break myself. I need to find a breaking point. And, I've never heard that. any, I've never heard that runner talk up Ironstone so much as he has, because most of the people that talk about Ironstone talk about how much it sucks. And I mean, that's why people sign up for really? it. Yeah. Oh, it's just I've heard super technically hard. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you ever been on the mid state? 
A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> He's better than Mid-State. Yeah. It's great. That's your backyard probably. But yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's it's not just rock scramble because all the rocks are just, everything's at an angle, right? So you're mm-hmm. just constantly making these footfalls. Your angles are constantly twisting one way or the next. And that one, that one destroyed your angle. Yeah. I've heard really good stuff Jason, about Ironstone, though. Jason, I, I have a, a challenge for you, especially since you're, you you want to dabble in the 200s, okay? Yeah. I set the fastest known time on the Mid-State Trail a couple years ago, but that it was beat shortly after by Pat Hine, which mm-hmm. still holds true today, uh, supported FK, fastest known time. So that time is just under six days, uh, five days, and tw- uh, you'd have to look it up. But when you get into these longer distances and you find your little pain cave and you love the distance, go ahead and do the full mid-state and beat his time instead of new FKT. There you go. He's writing it down. He's writing it down. Yeah, yeah, when I went through that section of mid-state that you're referring to, it was in the dead of summer. There was no maintenance done on it, and my legs got destroyed by the briars and the rocks. I cried a lot. He did. Yeah. Well, but us men cry a lot. We cry easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you going to do Ironstone again? Um, I would like to. I, I think I left for quite a bit on the table last year. Um, it's just not going to fit this year. Right. Ben had talked about maybe adding it to the Triple Crown. It was just a passing thought. And I thought, well, I, I would do it then, but we didn't. So, um, yeah, nice. maybe down the road. So let's get into your uh, your future endeavors. Now you do say you want to do a two hundred is kind of you know piques your interest a little bit. Which two hundred are or would you think of first? I I don't know. I, I I'm so ambitious. Like I want to do all of them. I want to do them all right now. You know. Right. Um, so I don't know. I got to study a little more because they're not on me right now. But and then Destination Trail put out this three hundred nine mile yeah. one. Next year, I'm thinking, oh, I want to be in the inaugural one of that, you know. So, but, right. So I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. Nice. I want to do all the hard ones. That's awesome. Um, so this year, you have you told us you're you're lined up for the triple crown, correct? Yeah. yeah. And does that include the the blacklist and black forest? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Definitely, definitely going to do the blacklist. And then you have a bunch of other stuff sprinkled in there, right? Yeah, filler stuff. Um, you know the oh, what's the what's the one on May fourth? The Hills Creek Challenge. Oh, nice! You are coming you up? Done. In my backyard. Yeah, yep. I'll see you there. Okay. Yeah. That one and yeah. How far for that one? What's that? You're doing the twelve hour. Yeah. Ooh. I'm coming after you, baby. Yeah, you you should be able to get the new farthest distance is the new most laps. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if I don't break myself before then. Nice. Um, what I do just, you have before then? Piner and then just you know. Oh okay. You know, no, you'll just, be fine. You'll be just, fine. Yeah. Now, do you have a time goal for Eastern States? I don't because I haven't. I don't. I just put it yeah. at that, you know, when it gets closer, I really, mm-hmm. I'll start to study the terrain and I'll break it down. I, I kind of, that, that's interesting for me too. Like when I did uh, Ironstone, I broke it down like the exact time I'll be at every station based on terrain and stuff. And 
Right. See how close I can get. And I was always within a couple minutes of each aid station. So I'll do the same thing for Eastern States. And I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. I think definitely, that one's really hard to predict. 24. Yeah. I, I definitely want money over sub 24. I know. I, can I, I think you should stick with your 17 hour 100 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen right. to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that ain't happening. No, sub 24 <laughs> is uh, is an amazing goal. And I, yeah. I mean, I think that would be a good one for you, especially the first time running it. Yeah. By the sounds of what you can do and what you're what you're able to do. So man, you got you got big things on the horizon. It's exciting. Yeah. As long as I stay healthy. I I don't treat myself well. I mean I do. I I put in a lot of miles and I I eat well, but I also abuse my body. So we all do. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Yeah. That's what your body's for. <laughs> Right. right, Grace. That's right. All right. Well, Jason, uh, thank you for telling your story. You're 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 going to hang out here, I hope, and listen to the rest oh, of the yeah. show. Um, yeah, yeah. Grace. We will certainly be watching you. I uh, just from your schedule coming up, I look forward to it because it sounds like I'm going to get to see you quite a few times. We'll both see you at Heiner. We'll be there, and I'm at least going to be hanging out at Hills Creek um, Challenge, and then. Everything. I'll be at World's End and Eastern States. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you this year a lot. And uh, man, you're you're set to do some big things. Just don't just pace yourself, man. I know. That's where I struggle. Yeah, we all do. But yeah, and especially when you feel good and you're doing good, it's hard to it's hard to put the limit on things. But just know, like, it, there's there's always next year, and just pace yourself. That's that would be my only advice. My okay. advice is spend hey <laughs> hang out with the people in the back of the pack because they're super fun. Oh, you know I know it. I, <laughs> with, these, with these loop courses, right? You get to see those people. Is it laughing. great? I love it. Like, oh my god, that must be so fun just to be back here and having yeah. fun with your pacer. And, yeah. I don't, I mean, like Grace, I don't, she acts like it's a party and it's super fun, but I think it's only when I see her that she acts like it's super fun after that it's lonely and yeah. <laughs> it depends on the race uh, i think it does depend on the race but some of them i mean truly it is a party in the back there yeah. is singing there is dancing there are selfies there are games there's there has to be because you're spending so many more hours out there than we are you right. may as well yeah, yeah. all right grace i'm going to transition take this over right to you and let's talk about what the hell you did this weekend. Now, you, yeah. let, me, let me try to translate this. You did 250Ks that equals 100K. The 150K has a name. The other 50K doesn't. But together, they both equal the duck 100K. Now, does that – did I hit nail on No, head? no. You <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> All right. So you go ahead and explain it to me once again. Yeah. I'll – this is why I talked about race instructions. So I have to I have to talk about the Algonquin 50k first. The Algonquin 50k, which I have my mug. This is my this is my Algonquin 50k mug. I have this is mug number five for me. And that doesn't, that doesn't look dishwasher safe. Is that pottery? It is. Oh. Yeah, it's hand thrown pottery, and it is dishwasher safe. Actually. Wow, good to yeah. know. Um, they're very nice. They change um, the little logo on the front changes a little bit every year and represents something about the trail. 
these are waterlogged trails because they're um, part of it's on horse trails and they usually are incredibly flooded all the way. One year it was up to my knees. It was pretty, pretty wet. And so the Algonquin 50K is on a Saturday and it starts at 730 in the morning and there's about 300 people who run it. Okay. okay. It has eight hour cutoff. Okay. Um, I think something like 150, 200 feet of gain and it's sand and water and mud and thorns and more sand. Okay. <laughs> do, you wear, do you wear gaiters for that? I do. Yeah, I do wear gaiters for this one. Um, I've probably done it without gaiters in the past, but I, you know, I try to keep as much sand out as I can. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so registration for that, it has not opened yet for next year. I'm, this is one of my favorite races. Uh, Trent Swanson is an amazing race director. He's very, very good. The swag is amazing. The every aid station is, has a cake. There's a literal, what are the Swiss Island cakes? They're like gigantic cakes. They're at every aid station, best aid stations. It's a party. And um, you register for the Algonquin 50K. Now, after that, months later, registration opens for the Duck 100K. And you have to have a qualifier. And 30 people are allowed to register for the Duck 100K. That's not many. No, it's not. So if you get into the duck, then like you're in it. And this would be a great race for you because you don't read instructions anyway. So Perfect. you get you get no information until the day of the race. So all you know is that the location of the race will be somewhere within an hour of Salisbury, Maryland. <clears throat> and you're going to get an email at 7.30 p.m. And that's all you know. So you don't know what time the race is going to start. You don't know where the race is going to be. You don't know the format of the race. And you don't know how much time you have until you get there. Hmm. So once you get there, if you complete the first 50K, then on time, then you may start the Algonquin 50K. If you don't finish the first half in time, you cannot do the Algonquin 50K. You don't, you don't move on, but you also have to make your way there. Sorry, I thought the Algonquin 50K was at, on Saturday starting in yes. the morning. Yes. And the night before 30 of us attempt to do oh. another 50K. So we oh. do a 50K first Friday. And night. then in the morning we have to make our way to the Algonquin. Algonquin 50k and join 270 other people who are fresh as a daisy. So the and first we're all exhausted. K, the first 50k is a no-named prerequisite for the Duck 100k. It is the Duck 100k. That's the Duck 100k. You begin it at Friday night, mm -hmm. and you so you run 50k and then you run the other 50k, and that's the Duck 100k. Okay. So anybody that. All right, I'm going to really confuse you here. So if you were to run just the first 50K a Friday night and yeah. you get done, you just can't move anymore. That's it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm You're a DNF. I'm done. You DNF'd and you didn't really You're, do anything. You Correct. You DNF okay. you DNF the Duck 100K and you DNF the Algonquin 50K. You DNF both of them. 
Okay, but you did look at my race results and you'll see DNF's DNFs there. And you'll see finishes. Yeah, this is racking my brain. This hurts. (laughs) No, it makes sense. I'm going to do a diagram. So, um, so yes, I, uh, the duck 100 K began five years ago and five years ago, I was like, that sounds amazing. I'm not ready for this at all. So I'm going to volunteer. So I volunteered for it five years ago. And then there was a year where I, I didn't do it. No, it might've been six years ago now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So then seven, seven, eight, nine, not seven or eight. No, definitely not nine. Maybe five. So numbers stop. So then um, I DNF'd the race because my foot was completely frozen. It was bad. I was, it was a very, very cold year. And I literally, I did nerve damage to my foot. It was temporary. Nerve damage is Did you DNF the first no-named part 50K or the duck second part? I I DNF'd halfway through the Algonquin. So I finished the first half on time. So you almost made it. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, 15, oh, I was like 17 miles from the finish. And I knew it was going to take me about four hours, but I, I couldn't feel my feet anymore. And I couldn't feel them for a long time. And I was really worried that I was doing damage. And I did have nerve damage to two of my toes that lasted for about three months. So, um, yeah, so that year I, I pulled myself, I, I DNF'd. And then the next year, the weather was perfect. Course conditions were perfect. Everything was beautiful. And the course was in, a, it's in a different location every year and it's a different format every year. So this time the format, it was, I don't want to say it was the easiest, but it between you and I, it was the easiest. So I finished that year and I said, this isn't, this wasn't hard enough. This wasn't hard enough. So again, I tried last year and I DNF'd again. And I was like, no. And I, I, um, (laughs) I did finish the first half in time and then driving to the second half, I pulled up as the sweepers were leaving Oh. And I was not able to continue to the second half because they already released the sweepers. Wow. So I just didn't make it to the second half in time. That's a whole other story. And so this year I was determined. I've been training for months for this race. I was like, I'm going to finish it this year. And, and I finished it. And it was tough. It was a tough, tough course this year. And so it was hard enough. I feel good about it. I trained hard, I ran hard, and I finished the race. That's awesome. Congrats. That's a good story. And you Thank had you. you had a lot of help along the way, right? I did have a lot of help along the way. And that was that was part of it. It was like, you know, sometimes you just gotta set it aside. I planned on doing the race by myself and all that. And my good friend Kate, she was like, Well, do you want crew? And I'm like, Yeah, I'll take crew. And, and so the first half, you can't have a pacer or crew or anything like that, but she did drive me there, um, drive me to the next spot. So that was like all this time that I was able to use to get ready instead of me driving myself. Um, like last year, it was an hour between the two 50 Ks. So it was, you know, that was a lot of time that I could have been getting ready. Um, and then I wouldn't have missed, but yeah, I was happy to have crew. And then she crewed me for the entire second half and she rolled in my hamstrings and 
put Arnica gel on my legs. Like it was, it was great to have crew. So I was really, really happy to have help. And, um, and I ended up DFL. So I was super happy to nice. pull off, pull off DFL in the duck 100 K. And it was, it was a year where there were some DNFs, you know? So yeah. Um, not everybody made it. I made it and I'm proud of myself for making it. Um, and this is this race, you know, the first half, like I said, you don't get a lot of detail. Even when we got there, Gabe, the race director, he's an awesome race director. Um, so the two, the Algonquin has a race director and that's Trent Swanson. The Duck 100K is a different race director and that's Gabe. Mm-hmm. So Gabe, um, we get to the race and he says, hey, um, you can put together one drop bag. We don't even know until we get there if we're allowed to have drop bags. So he says, you can put together one drop bag and you've got eight hours and that's all I'm going to tell you. And here's what the, here's what the course markings look like. And that was it. And we started on the train tracks (laughs) and he said, here's what the markings look like. You might be. And he's like, just so you know, it's 31 miles to a Pocomoke city, Maryland if you were to be on the train tracks the entire time, like he, we didn't even know, are we going to be on train tracks the entire time? That was possible. It, it didn't happen. We were there for three and a half miles on the tracks <laughs> and then hit mountain bike trails. And, and um, so it was, you, we didn't even know where we were going once we got there and we didn't know if it was going to be a loop. We didn't know if it was going to be an out and back. We didn't really know um, anything about it. So it was, um, so anyway, here's the thing about this race for me, being a back of pack runner, my weakness, of course, is speed. That's my weakness. Yep. And when you have a flat course, you don't get to have as much time. You know, the Algonquin is uh, eight hours and that's tight for somebody like me. And um, and then there's a whole other 50K that I got to complete before then. And I had eight hours to finish that, which ended up being extended to nine. But anyway because it was long. And um, not only that, but when you're a back of pack runner, one of the greatest assets that you have on your side is to know as much about the course as possible. And this is why I read every single word in those pre-race emails, because I need to control as many things as possible. I need to know where are all the aid stations, how many aid stations. If I'm going to pull off a finish at a tough race, I got to put every single puzzle piece in place so that if the weather's good (laughs) or other things that do go wrong, something's going to go wrong eventually, but I have to control as much as I can. So this race, not only do I have to move quickly, but also I don't, I can't control everything. And that makes it very difficult for me. And I like doing races that make me feel uncomfortable. And so I finished a race that makes me feel uncomfortable. Great job. Great job. And you, I will point out, you had a pretty phenomenal um, race report, I guess I think I would call it, that you, you put on the book faces. Um, I, I, I know I know somebody that reads them and puts them in podcast form. But <laughs> that no, it was good, though. I enjoyed reading it. Becky yeah. enjoyed reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of people did. I like the idea, the whole mystery idea of a lot of it. Yeah. It is. It does make it fun. I And I think more races could uh, entertain that side of things to, to add an element of mystery some way or another. 
that it's kind of cool. Like not only do you have this mystery the day before the night before, so it's a nighttime start. Mm-hmm. You got this mystery. You don't know where you're going to be. He's threatened to put us on treadmills before that might happen one day, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I love that part of it, but then it's so cool in the morning you join all of these fresh faced happy runners and it's not multiple distances. Like everybody the next day is doing a 50 K and that's it. And um, there's certain sections of the course where you do have two way traffic and the ducks, they call us ducks. The ducks all have different bibs and they have our names on them. So when somebody, when, when an Algonquin 50 K runner sees a duck, they just get so excited. They're like, you're such a badass. You ran all night. You're doing awesome. And they cheer you on. And they're, you know, they're on mile 15 while you're on mile, you know, 47. And that just, it just makes you feel good. And it makes you run a little harder. And so it's just this cool vibe going into the second half of 100K with not just the aid stations cheering for you, but everybody in the race is cheering for you. And that's just, that's cool. Yeah. It sounds like you kind of get new life through a lot yeah. of people because yeah, most of the time you've got, everyone's on the same page as far as people that are running the same race, but not so mm-hmm. much race like that, which is huge. Just yeah. there, just, you know, somebody being fresh and just starting out, they, you know, their whole personality can really yeah. charge you up. Yeah. And I, the other piece of that is you do kind of end up um, further back in the pack than you would if you were doing just the Algonquin 50K. So I, I think the first place mail was somewhere around like 430 or something like that. I mean, it's a it's a fast course for for your front of pack 50Kers. So they're long gone. And if you're doing the 100K, you're at least going to be closer to the middle of the pack. So you're running with different people than you would normally run with and uh and that's kind of wild too nice well congrats that's big and i feel you know it sounds like you've you have no reason to have to go back and do it again now and you you kind of um quieted all the voices right I did. I quieted all the voices. Uh, Gabe's great. He he uh, helped run me into the finish line, the race director, and uh, and I'm running in. I said, "Gabe, I'm never doing this again." <laughs> Which is like I I feel really good about my finish. I feel like I I I did what I wanted, what I set out to do. You know, Eric, you and I have talked about this before on races where we we didn't finish what we wanted what we set out to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, I still have business to attend to at conquer the wall. Uh, yep. but this race, you know, I finished what I set out to do and I feel good. And now I feel like I can, I would like to volunteer for it because I, I just love this race. I love, and they give out really good swag. Like there's a lot of it. And it, can I tell you about this? I think you're going to either way. So yeah. Can I tell you about this, Eric? I have I haven't told anybody this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So we we all have our quirks, and I don't tell everybody about all of my quirks. You tell everybody about all mine. I do because <clears throat> they're adorable. Oh, totes adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I felt I I just last year hurt my heart when I DNF'd this race, it hurt my heart. There were things that if I would have just done, you know, one or two things differently, I would have been fine, you know, and I, and it just bummed me out. 
And you know what I did? I took all of my swag, including this hat. This is one of my favorite hats. I took this hat and I tucked it all away. And I said, I'm not wearing it again until I finish that race again. And, and I finished it and I pulled out all my swag and this is all you're going to see me in for the next five years. Hey, that's the way it should be. I mean, a lot of us don't, you know, you can't really wear what you get unless you finish the race type of thing and don't want to wear yeah. it beforehand and that. So whatever it takes. Yeah. You pride yourself and you, you've, you have a giant, you've had a great first start to your year. That's pretty cool. I, I feel like I'm good for the year. I'm telling you, I, um, I, I had comments before people saying, what are you, what are you doing, Grace? Because I had some really tough training runs leading up to this. And I said, you know, my race season just starts sooner than most people. This is my, yeah, I said, you know, my key race is in the beginning of February. So I was doing crazy hard stuff in uh, December. And I highly recommend it because I'm good for the rest of the year. I'm going to have fun. I, I've got other hard stuff lined up. But I don't have anything else that intimidates me as much as this one because it really, this is a race that exposes my weaknesses and the other stuff that I have lined up, not so much. So nice. Yeah, it's good. Always good to see yourself grow, you know, to, I don't know, conquer what you yeah. said. If, if only that beard could grow, you know. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, no, that's a great job. I'm not, I'm not even going to jump entertain that comment i'm just gonna keep being nice okay. to you say great Thank job you. glad you had Appreciate a great it. weekend Thanks. um so next for you is conquer the wall 47 hour right yeah i'm i'm probably gonna sign up for squirrely this weekend squirrely mm -hmm. tail twail one it's mm -hmm. uh you know a half marathon over at pincho and scott newcomer who you know is the race director and he's just a super cool guy. And it's one of those races that just all the locals show up to. Um, it's not, um, I can't say there's any exceptional views except for it's just a fun race, little half marathon around the, around the lake. So I'll probably do that this weekend. And then I got conquer the wall after that. Well, good. Now I don't have to ask you what you're doing this weekend. Good. Thanks. Got that out of the way. I appreciate it. No, I mean, I think that's where we're headed though, right? <laughs> that is where we're headed. What do you got going this weekend? Mm, um, not a lot. I'm hoping my rib is better so I can actually run. Um, Lauren's doing an indoor meet on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, my life isn't nearly as exciting as yours. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, you know, we rolled through my, my duck. I have to definitely do a huge shout out also to Heidi Sebula who ran with me um, during the Algonquin 50 K I can't, I, I just can't let it go until I talk about Heidi because she is amazing and she is a gazelle and her trail name is Thunderbird, which is a really great trail name. That's pretty cool. <sighs> I know it is. And, um, she can run that course definitely in six hours. And she hung back with me in the back of the pack and did a lot of shots of alcohol. So she, she was a lot of fun to be around. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to throw that in there. It's fun to mix the front and the back of the mullet together sometimes and just come up with a big afro, you know? Yeah. 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 Did you see somebody sent me? The, oh, I think it was Heidi. She sent me a text. There's apparently a really fun commercial that came out in the Super Bowl with a mullet. I don't know. I don't, I, do, I, I don't see your text between you and other people, so I, I wouldn't know. I try to not. That's weird. That. Yeah. I'll try to connect back to your phone and so I can see everything again. But. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought 
when I left all my stuff there, you know. No, there was a commercial and it had a mullet and there was a turtle with a mullet and I'm like, oh, that's me. Oh, I, I think I was sleeping by that point. That's my problem. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch the game, but I. There was uh, somebody sent Heidi sent it over to me, and then I watched it on the YouTube's, and it was adorable. And there's a turtle with a mullet, and I think there was something fast with a mullet too. And that's you. Yeah, and that's me and you. I'll have to look at that. That sounds like a fun commercial. All right. Um, I am running. I think I'm running Slate Run 25k course this weekend. Ooh. That'll yeah, be fun. We were supposed to get a whole bunch of snow tomorrow, and now it's turned into like a flurry overnight. So I'm cool with that. Good. Yeah, I hope it's nothing. Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Look at the Kawasaki mullet ad. Okay. I, I will put that. I'm pretending I saw... I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw you did a group run recently. Are you dabbling with like, enjoying yourself out on the trails and having fun with people is that what's happening i don't know if dabble is the word i would use i'm i, what, I don't even know what you're referring to what group run you, there was a group run it was you oh with marisa and lee yeah yeah that was, that was an amazing day i'm just honored to be invited to something like that dude let me tell you about the climb we did i now i knew about this climb okay. but i want i want this to soak in a little bit let this marinate for a second okay one that no, we didn't it, just listen to me 1000 feet over 0.3 miles ouch yeah it was it was hands and feet you don't want to go back down because it would be yeah. rolling down the hill like it's just dangerous but it's amazing yeah i don't i've never i've never gotten that those numbers before personally you know it's hard to find stuff that that's that intense but it's cool to be able to, to know that that's there um if you want to climb something stupid in a yeah. quarter just over a quarter mile for a thousand come on <laughs> oh man chimney rocks it's in the pine creek valley near slate run yeah. i i highly suggest you don't go to it because if you're there that means there's too many people there i don't mean you i mean people in general yeah there's a rough one around us amy what is it called to get the quad quad something Godzilla? anyway no, not Quadzilla. This is, it's a um, section. It's not a race. Well, this wasn't a race. It's, connected, yeah, yeah, it's connected to the Appalachian Trail. Anywho, I love that you're doing group runs because it's Whatever. fun. Whatever. I'm, it's fun. I'm not going to censor yeah, I don't know why you're even saying this. I whatever. You're you're, you're it's being... nice to see you smile. That's why everybody please invite Eric to your group runs. I've been trying I've been saying that for years. Like please invite me to everything, but I don't know. People yeah. don't like me, I guess. I've been inviting you to things down in New York for how long now? And you're like, I don't know, it's so far away. And then you say, Why doesn't everybody come to my runs? I, everything wow, that I, sound, I have. I sound like all that stuff. I had a high pitched voice and then I had a deep yeah. voice. Wow, I didn't yeah, know. You I, did. Wow. You're all over the place. Yeah, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, yeah. what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I'm hopefully going to be able to get a long run in. And then, uh, I don't know, I run up to my, see my grandson. He lives about an hour away from me. Like, nice. Wow. I have not old enough for grandson. Yep. So I, I need to get up and visit my son and grandson this weekend. Cool. That sounds like a good time. It yeah. does. 
All right, what John Schaefer's saying, Toyota Tundra commercial. So I don't even know what that means. Is that the one you're referring to? No. I think did he just feel the need to say Toyota Tundra commercial? I don't. I don't no, know where. No, I think. I think he's. He's. Uh, he, I don't know. Okay. We're gonna. You never know. <laughs> I. I don't think it was Toyota. I think it was. No, it's Kawasaki. It's All not right. Toyota. I wrote it down. Kawasaki. Hey. All right, let's wrap this up, Grace. All right, okay. I think this episode has seen enough. Um, we we can it can end this, right? Yeah, yeah. Fifty next week's number fifty-one. Yeah. What we what we need to know is number fifty-two. Is that our one-year anniversary podcast anniversary, or is it fifty-three? Is our podcast anniversary? Because we don't know which one to celebrate, so we need help with that. So please let us yes. know. Otherwise, there's not going to be a podcast anniversary. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Schaefer said Kawasaki Samusai. Okay. Um, next week we have a, another big show. We have Jordan Kopenhafer on who just attempted the FKT unsupported for the Appalachian trail through Pennsylvania, which is yes. 200 and help me out. Ooh, I don't remember 253, something like that. Okay. We're just going to say the wrong number. So it doesn't matter, but it's a whole crap yep. load of miles. Yep. Rocky Miles. It's a. It's one of the hardest FKTs probably in this region area, whatever yep. you may call it. And yep. he did not finish, and but he has a story to tell. And it's funny because he just messaged me the yesterday, the day before. He's like, "Hey, do you still want me to be on next week, even though I didn't finish?" Oh yeah. And, and I, well, that's why I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, you have more stories to tell since you didn't finish than if you did finish. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be on. You're locked in. Baby. I have so many questions. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's a great dude. He's actually going to be, he might be our first um, second second podcast um, guest. He's been on already once to talk about yeah. Eastern States. So he's going to be on again next week to talk about everything Appalachian Trail. He broke a lot. He went through a lot. He's going to fix a lot. And he's going to go after it again at a tbd yeah so i look forward to talking to him next monday and that's all i have to say about that i look forward to seeing you again next monday right. i don't i feel like you're saying that for the people grace i really do you'll never know <laughs> all right jason thanks a lot for being on um we, we say this to a lot of people but like yeah, you're gonna have a huge year coming up so oh, if, I can't wait. you know when we can fit you on or when you want to come on again we would love to have you come on and talk about, you know, whether it's the triple crown or one race in particular that something happens or whatever. So keep us in mind. Yeah. We'll keep you in mind. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. And thanks for supporting idiot runner and the show itself. We appreciate it. And Ben, Ben Mazur is going to be all super excited that you're, you love that Ironstone so much. So he already, messaged, he already messaged me. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good night, Grace. Rest up. Keep uh, recovering properly. And keep making fun of me because that's what the people like. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Deal. All right. We'll see you next week for an amazing show. And just let us know when that one-year anniversary is. Okay. See you. Bye. See ya.